Red Dice Diaries podcast, a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs by a longtime GM and player. The music at the start of this podcast is Shinigami by Tarek, used under Creative Commons license. So this episode, we're going to actually start with some voicemail messages that have been left for me. So let's crack on with those listener calls now. Hi John, Arthur here, just wanted to make a very quick call just to congratulate you on doing your 50 episodes of your podcast. Um, also wanted to mention how much I was enjoying our uh, game sessions on Kalmata, um, Lorik the Dwarf, uh, always keeping me entertained and uh, yeah, we're having some good fun there. So uh, hope to play again soon uh, with Jason and the others. Um, but yeah, keep up the good work, enjoying the show and uh, yeah. See you, bye. So that was Darren, who plays Arfed, or Alfred, the human fighter, in the Kalamata game, brother of Colin, who runs Spike Pit. Thank you very much for getting in touch, Darren. Uh, yeah, it was a, a bit of a slog getting to 50 episodes. I'm struggling with my sort of free time at the moment, but I'm determined to keep plugging away at the podcast. So hopefully, you know, people are enjoying listening to them that's all i can really ask for so thank you very much for your support and yeah i agree the the Kalmata game was absolutely excellent i'm going to fact i'm going to be talking about that as the main point of the article and for those listening you'll probably hear a little bit more about darren's character alfred or arfed the fighter as we get on to the main part of the episode Okay, so yesterday I played my second session in Jason Hobbs' Kalmata drop-in game. Thoroughly enjoyed it, as was the case with the first session. Once again, Colin's character, Spike the Delver, a good stout fellow dwarf from the furnace vault, like my own character, Lorik, had put out the call to his allies, including myself, the Spaniard, a fellow dwarf, and a couple of new people as well, Baggio and Nardo, not to forget the redoubtable warrior Alfred. But before we could deal with that, we had to resolve the matter of Lorik being challenged to a duel by Dalibor, a thief belonging to the group known as the Gilded Lilies. Unfortunately, my character Lorik, whilst deep in his cups during a previous carousal, celebrating the first of his adventures on the jungles of Kalmutta, had gotten a bit boisterous and flicked the Vs to this Dalibor and caused offence. Dalibor had challenged him to a duel, and that is where we found ourselves. At which point Jason revealed that he was going to be using these dungeon grappling rules for the game. And he'd mentioned it a bit earlier to me, so I'd had a chance to sort of like get a rough idea what they were about. But essentially, to boil it all down, it meant that you have like an additional amount of grappling hit points that your opponent has to whittle away before they can actually do you damage on your main hit points. Now... This duel we were fighting was only to first blood, so once you took damage on your actual hit points rather than your grapple hit points, that was you done. And given Lorik, my character's propensity to be, let's face it, a little bit piss poor in combat, I was expecting it to last about five seconds. But there was actually a good few rounds in it, and it was very close indeed with 
my opponent finally managing to score a single hit point of damage on me but that was enough first blood was drawn and the duel was over we then set out the next day after dealing with hirelings and perhaps having heard of my disgraceful loss a lot of the hirelings seemed a little bit standoffish or a little bit unprepared to journey to us with us into the jungle perhaps they knew something that we didn't but eventually with a, a motley assortment of torchbearers and bottom of the barrel hirelings noseless wonders and other such people we ventured off into the jungle our first encounter was with what appeared to be a lone scout, somewhat dwarven in stature but very pallid. Now, myself and my fellow dwarves from the Forge, Spike and the Spaniard, we had heard about this strange lair of undead dwarves on our previous adventure, and that was where we were striking out for, accompanied as ever by our stalwart ally, Alfred the Human Fighter. Our new companion, Nardor, who appeared to be somewhat of a shady character, decided that he was going to take out this, this sentry, effectively, which we were all absolutely fine with, since he looked quite heavily armoured, and we weren't entirely sure what he was. Nardor took him out with amazing skill and accuracy, unfortunately not with the silence that we'd been hoping for, and we soon found out that there was a small armoured contingent of these strange half-living, half-dead dwarves who all armoured up, grabbed shields, got themselves into formation and faced us head-on. A lengthy battle ensued, lengthy mainly because both myself and all of our other fighters, in inverted commas, were once again struck by the curse of the piss-poor dice gods, and we flailed uselessly at these heavily armoured dwarves with our spears our swords and whatever we could get our hands on luckily for us Baggio Gar the magic user who had accompanied us who was slightly eccentric flailing his almost see-through robes around and tottering around on his knobbly knees and Nardo our rogue were actually quite proficient and Baggio quickly webbed up using his magic a lot of these armoured dwarves allowing us to concentrate on their leader and eventually we were able to bludgeon them to death after a long bout we then looked over everything that we discovered and we found a map in the original sentry's body which purported to lead to the lair of the golden basilisk not being one to turn down gold most of us being dwarves and the rest of us being rogues and soldiers of fortune we traveled to that area where we found a flowing river with a waterfall cascading over it and a flight of slippery stone stairs heading up it. It looked like there had once been a bridge there, but it had collapsed, and we could see the body of one of these unliving dwarves struggling feebly beneath the water, trapped below stone. As we were sort of debating what to do, uh, myself and Nardor got a one of my ropes and spiked it up the stairs making a sort of impromptu railing at this point the the rest of the group were discussing what to do when a number of these undead dwarves including one of them who identified himself as longstone emerged on the opposite side of the river and from an elevated position began firing down at us meanwhile myself as loric had made it up the stairs waded across the river almost losing my footing and slipping to my death in the watery depths below but i made it across 
whilst they were occupied with the dwarves, I was able to quickly ransack a small sarcophagus which seemed to have pictograms of Serranian nature on it and purported, if Lorik's uh, examination was correct, to be the tomb of Kiri Tama the Wayfarer. I discovered 4,000 silver pieces in it and due to a bit of rope chicanery after the others had finished and made it up the stairs, we were able to convey these across to our torchbearers. We then carried on and eventually discovered a huge golden statue of a manticore. Venturing nearby, using my spear to prod ahead, we discovered a pressure plate trap where the wings of the statue would sweep forward and disembowel anyone who was attempting to rob it. Bravely, my fellow dwarf, the Spaniard, crawled underneath the range of the wings, got up behind the statue, and was able to locate a hidden crevice where he could twist the top of the statue off, and in it we found more gold, glass prisms, and gems. Having been out in the dungeon for some time and suffering from the heat, especially those like myself who were wearing armour, we decided to call it a day, take our ill-gotten gains, and return back to the port. Once we'd arrived there, Lorik was feeling a, a little bit sad about what they'd had to do to the undead dwarves. And although he'd actually like buried them and put them in a, a funeral pyre, he still felt a bit sad that that was necessary. After all, they'd once been true dwarves. So he decided instead of his normal rowdy carousal, he was going to go out and mingle with the more religious folks and try and get in touch with this faith and the faith of his ancestors. Unfortunately, whilst he was on the way to the temple, with the best of intentions, planning to get some hardcore praying in, donating to the poor, all that good shit, the smell of beer and ale wafted over from a nearby tavern and almost like an invisible hand gesturing to him Lorik was lured away into the tavern where he enjoyed a night of more traditional carousing now it was an absolutely great game really enjoyed it there are a couple of points where i was a little bit worried that like you know maybe we were taking like too long over stuff we were mulling stuff over a little bit but there was no point of the game where it wasn't entertaining it was great to have banter with the other characters and players and I really enjoy Jason's GMing style. I'm enjoying the Kalmutta game more and more. It's nice to like see little things cropping up that I'm starting to recognise and to explore and uncover more of the map and watch it sort of appearing as the various games are taking place. So hopefully I'll get to visit Kalmutta again soon and I'll keep you informed if I do. But thanks to Jason for running it and to all my fellow players in the game. It was great fun. Hopefully get the game with you all again soon. So that's it for this episode. If you have any questions or suggestions for things you'd like to see in the podcast in future, please either email them to reddicediaries at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at Anchor. Until I see you next time, whatever you're playing, take care and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm.